Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Like Honey podcast for the spiritual mothers. This is the podcast where we dive into all of the sweetness of life, where we cultivate richness, we add presence to our moments, and we truly dive into creating a life we love and being someone that we love. This is the podcast for spiritual mothers who are the mindful mamas who are devoted to ultimately taking control of this sweet, sweet story in front of us. And today's podcast has me so lit up. I am so over the moon to bring this one to you guys. If you have not listened to our last podcast where I shared five things, five habits that I was starting to create a successful 2024, these two pair so beautifully together. So I am so excited. 2024 for me um, is feeling really hopeful is feeling very limitless. I personally have always loved a new year energy. I am an Aries myself, so I definitely appreciate and love the traditional, sorry, not traditional, the astrological new year during spring, during Aries season at the end of March. But I saw this quote that ironically was about gardening, but I think it brings so much light and wisdom to this kind of debate that we've been seeing online about, you know, don't make intentions and goals in winter. That's when you're meant to rest. And the whole premise of this post that I saw was, yes, we aren't going to, you know, really do anything until spring, but January is when you start to dream. It's when you start to dream of the seeds that you're going to plant. It's when you start to dream and scheme and plan about what this garden is going to look like and bloom into. And I am somebody who personally, I love to honor winter. I think that the importance of rest and, you know, really that that death aspect is so important. And something I talk about in the podcast today is really weeding out your garden weeding out your garden and what I mean by that is really looking at where we are allowing things that are polluting the well where things are taking from our radiance our nourishment our nutrients really whether it's you know old friendships or relationships or habits thought patterns ways of being where are we simply acting how we always have instead of moving towards who we want to be and how we want to live and ultimately in 2024 in making 2024 your best year yet I want us all to realize the power that you have to change and I want you to really look at and think about where you have been owning a feeling as an identity because one of the biggest self-sabotage habits that I see people have is clinging too often to their identity that is keeping them small. Saying things of, oh, I'm just an overstimulated mom. I'm just a burned out mom. I just get so angry. You know, speaking that over ourselves, speaking that way over our children, speaking that way, you know, in a down way over our partner or our friendships. And I want to remind you that we have the power to change. I think one of the biggest lies that we are sold is people never change people want us to think we can't change but honey you can change your story at any time you can take the first step towards that change at any time and don't let anyone tell you differently and if I could give you any inspiration or any swift kick in the butt for this new year it would be be open to your change be open to your transformation even if things feel just okay 
and you don't feel like you're at a rock bottom or maybe you don't require a big transformation, I want you to ask yourself who you want to be, the life you want to have, the relationships you want to have, the relationship you want to be in, (laughs) the friend you want to be, the type of mother you want to be, the type of lover you want to be. When you envision her, is that how you're showing up every day? So let's dive into today's podcast episode all about making 2024 your best year yet. Hello, my honeys, and welcome back to the Like Honey podcast for the spiritual mothers. I am so excited to dive into today's podcast episode all about making 2024 your best year yet. And notice I said best year yet, not best year ever, because I hold the belief that things to things get to just be better and better and better. And I shared a lot in the last podcast episode about habits and tips that I was doing to set myself up for success in 2024. So make sure to check out the podcast before this one. It was a really juicy one. And diving right in, you guys, I personally feel that 2024 is filled with so much limitless energy. It definitely does feel like a lot of contrast, a lot of polarity, meaning you're either on board with that or you're not. And I want to remind us all that that choice is ours. No matter what is going on outside of us, no matter what is going on outside of our control, all we can focus on is what we can control, right? And there's this piece of magic, there's this piece of life of can I surrender to how good things get to be? Can I surrender to how good things get to be? One of my girlfriends sent me a voice note this morning, literally on the verge of tears. She wanted to start her own podcast and she set up her whole recording situation. She set up all her stuff. She had spent all this money on equipment, could not get the audio to sound good for her life, right? And she texts me and she's, you know, having a hard time with it. And I texted her back and I go, I am so excited for you to feel so much peace and laugh and just take a deep breath because I gave her the easiest, easiest answer to that, you guys. And that was, I record my podcast on my phone. I have no fancy equipment. I don't do any crazy editing. It's an app on my phone and I just simply record it as if I'm sending a voice memo to my girlies, to my best friends, to my spiritual mother community. And that's exactly what this podcast is. This podcast is little voicemails for you guys from me to you to remind you who you are and add some sweetness to your days, and add some richness to your life. And through these podcasts, it is my biggest and deepest intention to have them be almost little moments that slow down time for you, where you are able to really savor the moment and take it all in. So sometimes we all need that reminder to really look at Where are we overcomplicating things? Where do we think that things need to be harder for us to feel worthy of doing them? Because so many of us hold the belief that unless it's hard, unless we're burnt out, unless we feel as if we're quote unquote working enough, we're not deserving of it. No matter what the what may be, whether it be love, whether it be money, whether it be self-love, whether it be time and affection with our partner, no matter what it may be, maybe it's your home. Maybe you feel as if like you're not doing enough in there so you can't sit down 
and relax quite yet, right? And in 2024, I welcome you, I ask you, I invite you to using the mantra of how can I let this day, how can I let this moment, how can I let this situation, how can I let more ease into this moment? How can I let more ease into this moment? And one of my absolute favorite trends, my first tip, besides our little bonus mantra that I just shared, one of my favorite trends that we saw in 2023 was lucky girl syndrome. And I did a full podcast on lucky girl syndrome if you guys had not listened to that. But we are bringing the lucky girl syndrome into 2024. Your first tip for making 2024 your best year yet is to hold that Delulu energy. Hold your Delulu energy and be in your Delulu era. Because let me say this, girl, if there is anything I have in this life is a belief in myself. Sometimes I might stray away from it. Sometimes it might be a little bit less than normal. Sometimes it might be watered down by somebody else's bitterness because I'm letting somebody else affect my day, which we'll get to in point number two. But let me say this. There is nothing in this life that can touch you when you are in your Delulu era. And what I mean by that, you guys, is with Lucky Girl Syndrome, what we saw was people playing into this law of assumption. We saw people using things like the law of attraction, you know, manifestation. With the law of assumption, it is the assumption, the assuming, the trust, the surrender that things are working out in your favor. And here's the thing. I'm going to have a whole podcast on manifestation and working with God, how God connects to manifestation. Um, But what I want to say right now is even in your Delulu era, your Delulu era, your best year yet is you trusting that God source the universe has your back like the best girlfriend that you are always dreaming of. That girlfriend that will always call you up, that girlfriend who calls you out in your shit, who gives you a hug, who wipes your tears, but also you always know is there for you. And that is what the universe is always doing. That is what spirit is always doing. That is what God always is to us. But where are we clinging to the suffering? Where are we clinging to the chaos? Where are we clinging to this peace where it's like we're making it harder because we think we are deserving of the hard? What if in this 2024, in your best year yet, you were devoted to holding the story and milking that feeling of things working out for you? And here's the piece where God comes in. You trust that if maybe your not exact plan is not going to play because there is something bigger on the way. There is something more divine on the way. And your only job is to hold the vision. Your only job is to weed out your garden. That saying where it says like what is not, what is meant for me will not miss me is true, but do your part. What is meant for you will not miss you, but don't pollute your own well. Don't let your own garden be filled with weeds. Weed out what needs to go and be Delulu enough to know that the things, the people, the belief, the money, the home, the friends, the job, all of it is going to come, but you need to make room for it. And part of our Delulu era, part of being in this lucky girl syndrome era is really knowing that not only are you doing your part, but it's holding this deeper belief of like, damn, things have always worked out and softening into that. 
How sweet does that feel in your heart to think back on that last hard thing, whether it was a year ago, three years ago, 10 years ago, those moments in life where you really didn't know how you were going to make it. You really did not know how you were going to get over that friendship breakup, losing that job. You thought you couldn't even pay a bill, no matter what it, what it would have been. To all my mothers listening to this, you got through that newborn stage. You got through it, right? And in the moment, in the depths of it, we start to doubt ourselves. We start to doubt ourselves. We start to doubt God. We start to doubt spirit instead of believing that God never gives us anything that we cannot handle. And of course, there are moments where we are going to put ourselves on paths that God did not create for us, but he's showing us how strong we are when we do get to the other side. And are you going to take your lessons from 2023 of no longer allowing those weeds in your garden? Who in your life is almost like putting other stories in your head that, you know, you're not deserving or you don't deserve that or it has to be hard or this is just how life is? Because I think in 2024, part of it making your best year yet, part of calling in that energy, part of being so delulu in your faith and your self-worth and your self-love journey, part of that, part of living like honey is having those deeper, stickier conversations too of what's not working and being Delulu enough to know that even those conversations can go in your favor. Even, even those can go in your favor. And I know, you know, a lot of people were making fun of lucky girl syndrome and, you know, making fun of being Delulu and all that. But the only thing I know for sure is that I have never regretted the days that I've taken a chance on myself and just asked myself, if I don't believe in myself, why? If I don't believe in myself, why? If I know that God put this desire on my heart for a reason, why am I not pursuing it? If I know spirit is moving in my life, moving in my favor, why am I also not moving in my favor? Why am I not speaking in my favor? Because God, spirit, can be opening all the doors, but are we even putting a foot out in front of the other? Are we even putting a foot out in front of the other? And you know, Another thing that I love to always remind my clients and, you know, all the beautiful women in our membership, what I love to remind us is you decide. You decide. God, the universe, spirit, source can be doing all these things for us, can be acting in our favor, can be, you know, moving mountains for us. But are you moving in your favor? Are you speaking in your favor? Are you thinking in your favor? Are you open to your second bloom? Are you open to your second chance? Are you open to new possibilities? Do you believe that it's never too late? Can you view whatever struggle you've been going through as the initiation and really claim your seat at the table? Claim your seat at the table of knowing that you are deserving of good shit and are you going to show up for it? Are you going to open your heart and open your mind to how good things get to be? And one day, we really do just have to get over our own bullshit. I heard this really beautiful sentiment this morning when I was doing my 45 minutes on the treadmill, 5 a.m. out here. I was literally in my robe and my sneakers. You know, that's just how that morning went. And she was saying, you're not stuck. Not only are you not a tree, you just aren't willing to let go. She got us there, girlies. She got us there. My little honeys, I know a lot of us are shaking our heads, so I'm going to say it again. You are not stuck. Not only because are you not a tree, you are just not willing to let go. You are not willing to let go. 
You are not stuck. You just aren't willing to let go. Are you willing to let go and let God? Are you willing to let go and let things unfold? Because here's the other thing too, right? This is what I was speaking on. Part of that Delulu era is we're a little more easy breezy. We're moving like honey in our life. We are having the like honey heart and mindset of trusting and believing. And we don't have to know it all. I don't have to know the plan. I know how I want to feel. I have an idea of the comfort level I want to live at. I know how I want my children to feel. I know how I want to feel in partnership. I know how I want to feel when I wake up in the morning. But the how, that's not my job. That's God's job. That's spirit. And the how, it will be put on my heart in the right timing. And it's my job to make sure that I am connecting to my intuition. It's my job to make sure that I am weeding out my garden. It's my job to make sure that I am living a divine life, a spiritually led life, and making sure that I am doing my part, of course, right? So that's my little my little speech on the living in your Delulu era. Because, you know, I think a piece with manifestation, and there will be a separate podcast about this, but a lot of people that I see online, what I see time and time and time again is you're letting ego run your goal. You're letting ego run your desire. You're letting your flesh run the desire. You are letting almost just you know, these lower entities, these lower vibrations decide what you desire in this life instead of being show, God, show me what I need in my life. God, show me how I should move forward. Spirit, come into my life and heal what needs to be healed and show me what to do. Show me my part. Show me my part. And so many of us think that we really do know best. And I want to remind you, we don't always know best. And the moment that we are willing to surrender and let that go, Things get so much easier and that's when your best year yet begins. The second little tip that I have for making 2024 your best year yet is viewing life as a mirror. Viewing life as a mirror. And I'm going to go back to what I said a couple of minutes ago about, you know, letting other people kind of step in, steep in, if you will, to your mental thought, to your mind. Letting other people's idea, letting other people's stories kind of creep in. And, you know, this is spiritual discernment. This is spiritual hygiene. This is also protecting yourself against spiritual warfare. Are you owning your own thoughts? Are you owning your own inner temple? Are you really making sure that you are filling your mind and your heart and your spirit and your home with things of higher beings? Whether it be, you know, listening to something like healing frequencies, if you're listening to worship music, if you are, you know, doing your affirmation practice, whatever it may be, are you creating those energetic boundaries, right? Because that's important. And then the next piece that I want to go into of viewing life as a mirror is people are incredibly reactive more than ever. People get triggered more than ever. And I want to say, That if my podcast ever triggers you, my teachings ever trigger you, something I post online ever triggers you, I want you to know that is never my intention. And I want you to know God might be moving something through you, showing you what that trigger still needs to be taught in. Because our triggers are our teachers. And can we love ourselves enough to sit in that uncomfortable moment in ourself? Because more than ever, I have, (laughs) I've never seen people the inability to disagree. Because guess what? Whoever's listening to this, we can disagree and I still love you. 
We can disagree and I still love you. I can disagree with someone and I will not give over my, my inner peace. I will not. You can disagree with me and I will never give over my inner peace ever. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. I choose the story I live in. I choose to look at whatever feels a little activating. You get that bubbling up feeling. You're kind of like, who is she to say that? What does she know? She doesn't know what she's talking about. Why does it bother you? If I'm wrong, it doesn't matter. Who cares? She's just a silly little girl on a podcast. And when I started to really look at these moments where I was feeling really activated, right? Whether it was like in traffic, all of a sudden I was getting in a bad mood because I was running late. Well, actually, baby, me being baby, if I would have left earlier, I wouldn't have been running late. This is on me. This, this isn't on these people around me who are also have places to go, life's living, dealing with their own things. When I'm following somebody online and they continuously post something that, you know, maybe I disagree with or it rubs me the right rubs me the wrong way can I ask myself what what's being rubbed Ooh, sounds saucy what's being rubbed girl what's being rubbed and can I take it to my journal what's this showing me what is it telling me because ultimately that's my own inner work can I take that self responsibility to myself can I take it to myself And I think it is such an invitation of calling our power back when we start to view life as a mirror. God is showing us where we still need to do the work. Spirit is putting in our path where we still need to do the work. And so lovingly, so lovingly of, I want you to be healed. I want you to feel safe. Here is this little micro moment where you can see, are you still going to be shaken up? Is your day still going to be ruined by someone you don't even know? Is your day still going to be ruined by a moment that happens in 10 seconds and you milk it the rest of the day? In 2024, we are calling our power back. We are no longer giving our power away to these micro moments. We make it a whole bad day over one micro moment. One micro moment. When you start viewing life as a mirror and you look at what's going on around you, babe, where are you seeing you out there? Where are you seeing you out there? Because that's what it is a lot. Whether it's something that we really love. Like, I, you know, I have one girlfriend who, God love her. I love her. God put her in my life at the perfect timing. I was so young when I met her. And God bless that she has stayed with me on this journey this long. Because, wow, what a, what a gift, gift to my heart. Um, and, you know, in our friendship all the time, she is telling me, She's pointing out to me these women that she loves and she some, she's like, you know, I wish I was more like this. I wish I was more like that. I, you know, all these pieces. And it's like, oh my God, like you are that way. You just don't see it. And the same way things that, you know, might upset her, or trigger her, get under her skin. She, those are things she doesn't like about herself. But the same way she's not seeing that, she's not seeing that what she loves in these people is what she's not seeing that is so lovable in her own self. And how many of us do that? How many of us do that? We would rather critique and pick at and tear apart other people, other women, you know, spaces, whatever it may be, because that feels safer than (laughs) owning like, damn, I do that too. I do that too. And that was one of the most freeing things that I did in 2023 when I found myself annoyed by someone, agitated, just not vibing, right? The the energy was off. I had to ask myself, where is that in me? 
Where is that in me? I do that too. I do that too. And it takes the pressure off. It takes the pressure off. And it brings it back to you. Which is part of that little energy. You got to bring it back to you. My honeys, you got to bring it back to you. And what are we not letting go of? Because you're not, you're not stuck. You're just not letting go. Not letting go of that ego. Not letting go that maybe somebody else. We could take a little bit of an example. I'll never forget. I was watching this UFC fight, right? Woo, hard left, hard left, Marissa, with the UFC fight. But I was watching this UFC fight, and the commentators were talking about how Sean Strickland, this this fighter guy, how one of the men that knocked him out was actually one of his coaches now. And they were speaking about what an ego check, check, like how much pride had to be put aside, how much ego had to be put aside to come to the man that whooped your booty and be like, train me. But how much can we learn from that? I was on my little treadmill walking pad and uh, my two-year-old and my husband were back here sitting in my office with me. And I, I looked at my husband and I was like, how, how admirable is that? And I love that. We can all take that. Where can I put my ego aside? And these just... There's so much to learn from other people, but it's our ego that gets in the way. It is our ego that gets in the way. And the third piece that I want to move into is more about, you know, really of our goals, more of our intentions, more of our manifestations and what we say we are desiring, right? What we say we are desiring, who we say we want to be, what we say we want to do. Baby, you got to fall in love with the, pro- with the process, Okay. You got to fall in love with the practice of showing up as that version of you. And I want you to think about your intentions, think about your goals, think about what you want for this year. And if you have not made any yet, I ask you, I beg you, I invite you to for every area of your life, your health, your partnership. Maybe you don't have a partnership and this is the year you want to call one in or this is your, you know, your era of singleness and that partnership can be yourself. Okay. Um, your home, your home, your work, and motherhood. And if you are a stay-at-home mom and, you know, your work is the home and your children, know that that work is still valuable. Know that I'm still speaking to you. Maybe home and work can kind of be combined a little bit, right? And just making three or four points and make them real specific. We spoke about this in the uh, the New Year's workshop for Like Honey Collective, our, our membership. And I spoke on this piece, and this is a little bit of a bonus fourth, fourth tip right here, but... Don't make your intentions vague. Don't let yourself already be making wiggle room. Because what happens when we, when we make our goals and our intentions really vague, what happens is we leave so much wiggle room, we don't know what that goal actually looks like. You say you want to eat healthy. Okay, girl, that's going to look different for each person. What if you told, told yourself, your future self, what does that look like? Are you going on a walk every day? You're devoted to, you know, going on a 45-minute walk five days a week. Choose those five days. Choose how many days you're going to do that. Choose the time on that. Choose what you're going to do. People know that, you know, I'm doing 75 hard again. And for the quote-unquote diet aspect, I gave myself a protein goal. Because, you know, for me, like, I'm all about nourishing meals. What, but what does that mean, right? What does that mean? That means I'm doing a lot of cooking at home. That means I cut out a lot of processed food. But more than anything, I'm focus, focused on my protein goal. 
Maybe that's what you need. Maybe you need a protein goal. Maybe you need to kind of rein in these goals, stop making them so vague. Because with that vagueness, that's actually just like a buffer. It's a buffer so we can't really fail because it's not too specific anyway, right? And really loving ourselves enough, holding our own hand of, I am so worthy of what I'm desiring. And I am so worthy and so, so safe to own what I desire. I don't care if that desire is to heal your relationship with yourself, to get closer to God, to, you know, start your own fitness journey. If it's to, you know, really start doing more hands-on things with your own children, you want to work to become a stay-at-home mom, make steps for that. Give yourself an actual plan to follow. And no, it doesn't have to be perfect, right? That's something I speak about all the time. Like, you can always pivot. You can always pivot, but give yourself a month. Give yourself six weeks of really showing up for doing what you say you're going to do and build that confidence within yourself. And when I say, you know, falling in love with the process, falling in love with the practice, I want you to show up each day and don't worry about what you have to do the next day. Don't worry about how am I going to keep this up a month from now. Don't worry about, oh, I'm tired right now in this moment. How am I going to do this X, Y, and Z, right? Oh, I got the hiccups. It's really this piece of taking it day by day and romanticizing that day. Romanticizing that day. I know it sounds so silly, but me putting my robe on and doing my walk first thing in the morning, I put on a video I've been wanting to watch. It's been sitting in my little watch later. I filled up, you know, my cute little my cute little glass. I made my coffee and I was just in here with the little dim lights on, my cozy robe. I did have tennis shoes on, but that's, you know, that's for longevity, <laughs> these little tootsies and knees. And I I kept it moving. And where can you romanticize the little moments in your life where we're always in a rush? There's always so much urgency. There's always like, oh, but I'm not there yet. Baby, slow down. Slow down and savor the moment in front of you. Slow down. Make sure you're never using a pen you don't like. Make sure you're never drinking out of a coffee mug you don't enjoy and you don't smile at when you see it. Make sure... That when you are in this process, that you are in practice of who you want to be. And falling in love with that process. Because if all we care about is the end goal, if all we care about is that, you know, finally that amount of money in the bank account, or when I finally buy that house, when I finally get the job promotion, when my child finally sleeps through the night, when, you know, my two-year-old is finally not acting like a two-year-old and doesn't have tantrums. Oh, you mean when they're not being just a child, just doing the damn thing? When, you know, whatever it is, once I finally lose the weight, once I hit this, uh, you know, number on the scale, Honey, we're missing our whole life when all we're focusing on is the end goal. And what would it be like to intentionally, intentionally work to fall in love with the process? And I don't mean this cheesy shit you see online of romanticizing your life, of going and buying. Oh, okay, then I need to go buy a mug I like. Oh, okay, then I need to go buy an outfit that I like. Oh, okay, I need to go, um, I need to go here and I'm going to make my home feel cozy. Baby, look around your home now. Look around your home now and your space now. There is so much to love. There is so much to do with what you already have. Spirit blesses us. God blesses us time and time and time and time again. And we're not even soaking it in. We're not even savoring it. We're not even sitting in it because we're already focused on the next thing. You five years ago, you two years ago, you last year would be sitting in this moment and being like, 
wow, look what I did. And if you didn't, if you don't think you would, don't waste another year bullshitting yourself. Because my next tip, my next tip for making 2024 your best year yet is you choose. You choose. You choose how you move forward. You choose how this year goes. You choose the actions you take. You're choosing your mindset moving forward. And when I say mindset, I mean you are choosing to be who you want to be. You are choosing if you want to start that inner work of the mindset work like we do in the Like Honey membership. You're choosing if you want to be the mother that you dream of because nobody has to stay the same. This is one of the biggest things uh, that just rocks me to my core is some people really do think that, oh, I'm just an overstimulated mom. I'm just a bitter mom. I'm just an angry mom. I just get so angry. Like this is just how I am. Baby, this is not how you are. This is the life you are choosing. And somebody has to tell you. And I love you enough to be holding your hand in this moment and telling you, you are not stuck. You have choices. Even if you don't see it right now in front of you, you have a choice how you view this circumstance. I don't care if it starts with just making a plan of how you're going to start to change. But start questioning where you feel stuck in. And it's up to us. People hate when I say that. But it's up to us. It is up to us. How are you going to move forward? How are you going to move in 2024? Are you going to be reactive? Are you going to be snappy with your child? Are you going to be demeaning and harsh to your partner? Are you going to play the doormat in your life and play the victim? Or are you ready to have your best year yet? To believe that things are working out for you. And you know that they are because you are putting one foot in front of the other. Creating a life you love and being someone you love. You are entering your living like honey era. You are adding sweetness to your days. You are getting intentional about your time and your thoughts and your words. You realize the power that you hold. So you choose. You choose my loves. I love you so much. I ask that you send this podcast to a girlfriend or your mom or any woman that you think would really benefit from this. And if this podcast was sent to you, welcome to the Like Honey podcast. I'm so happy you sat here and listened with us. But I love you all deeply. I will talk to you so soon. And don't forget to go follow us over on Instagram at For the Spiritual Mothers. I love you.